Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It is 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer live in location. Rogers Place in Ice District. The Edmonton Oilers second session. Opening day of on-ice sessions. Training camp today. Connor McDavid with Zach Hyman. And yes, the Pulley were on the ice in the first session. So too was Slater Cuckoo and Evan Bouchard, uh, William Lagason, and Cody Cece. Second session today. The likes of RH, Drysettle, and Yamamoto, along with Fogel, Ryan, and Cassian. Uh, Darnell Nurse. And Tyson Barry, Broberg, and Berglund. Mike Smith out first session. Miko Koskin an out ses- uh, second session. No Josh Archibald today. We'll get an explanation of that when Dave Tippett speaks uh, after the uh, second session uh, ends up uh, ending here. Oilers now brought ends up ending. Nice work there, Bob. Uh, Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Of course, you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Lots of texts coming in. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. And uh, we are going to head off at this time to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We welcome back to the show a guy that understands things like salary cap. He's got his own website. It's called Puckpedia. Hart Levine. Hart, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, timing of which... Open started training camp. Uh, knew we were going to get some clarity on the Alex Stalock situation, plus the Edmonton Oilers getting the Kyler Yamamoto contract done. Uh, a one-year bridge for Yamamoto, sort of a, a prove-it deal at one point one seven five million dollars. Um, and the Oilers, of course, have the LTIR with Mr. Oscar Clefbaum to uh, end up uh, deploying. What do you think they are going to end up doing with Alex Stalock's contract if he indeed is unable to play this year? Well, I think he starts um, probably for the opening roster submission on IR. Um, they'll set their LTIR pool with Clefbaum being on LTIR that first day, and then they can stick Stalock on LTIR any other subsequent day. So whether they do it like on the second day or they wait till they actually need the space sort of sort of doesn't matter, but it does actually give them a little bit more flexibility in order to capture the as big of an LTIR, LTIR pool as possible. Um, having the ability to kind of start with 
one, uh, either stay lock or clef bomb on LTIR and uh, be able to make the numbers work, it actually um, ha- helps them a little bit. And we can, we can get into that and, and how LTIR works if you'd like. Uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, that'd be a good uh, thing for you to explain to our listeners right now if you could. Sure. So uh, we chatted about this before, but LTIR allows the team to go over the salary cap by up to a certain amount. And how that um, what that amount is is the key, and that's what all the roster juggling to start the year will be. So that LTIR pool, which, again, is how much they can go over the cap, it, it can be set in two ways. One way is if you're under the cap when the season starts, when you submit your roster, then you put the player on LTIR. Your pool would be the injured player's cap hit minus the cap space. So let's say that Wheeler's got to... 50000 under the $81.5 million salary cap, and then put Clubbaum on LTIR, then their pool would be 50000 less than his $4.167 million cap it. So for the Oilers, that's really unlikely because you have to have at least 20 players on the roster. And for them to do that, they'd have to put a bunch of guys on waivers that I, I'm sure they'd be concerned about losing, like a, a Benson or a Lagason. Um, so I think that method is unlikely for the Oilers. The second way that you set your LTIR pool is it's how much you're over the cap when you submit the roster with that player on LTIR. And so that's where it gives them that flexibility with Staylock. So right now, um, we have them just under, we have them about $3.2 million over the cap um, with sort of the projected uh, roster that we expect them to play the first game with. If that was their roster for the opening submission, that's how much, that, that would be their LTIR pool, the 3.2. That's how much they could exceed the cap all year. And that's not anywhere close to Clubbaum's 4.16, right? Or yeah. Staylock's cap hit. So that's why I think what we'll, we'll see them do is they'll try to get as close to Clubbaum's 4.16 as possible, um, have them on LTR, submit that. That will be how much they can exceed the cap. Then when they subsequently add Staylock to LTR, his cap hit of 785 will just get added to that pool. Just like once you set your pool and you have another player going LTIR, it just gets added to it. So I think that's the way, um, that's the method that they'll use. The trick for them, though, is, again, you can only have 23 healthy players to make up that roster. And like we said, right now they're about 3.2 million, so they're they're leaving almost a, uh, you know 900,000 on the table in terms of their LTR pool. So for for and that's with 23 healthy players plus Staylock and Klopp So you never want to see injuries, but for the Oilers to really maximize their LTR pool and give them the most flexibility through the rest of the year, having one player on regular IR would solve their issue because then that would allow them to have one extra guy on that active roster. They could have 23 healthy plus club bomb, stay lock, and let's say plus Chris Russell. Having that extra guy gets them so they could be, uh, you know, 4.1 million over the cap and um, have, have a bigger pool to use for the rest of the year. So that'll be something interesting to see, um, you know, whether it's Russell's injury or if someone else gets uh, banged up in preseason. Um, it, you never want to root for injury, but if the, I, I, I don't think they'd be disappointed if one guy has one small injury where he's out for a week and they can throw him on out. And this is only the opening. You have to put this in place for the opening day roster. Is that right, Hart? Yeah, this is the opening day roster, which sets the LTIR pool. That's not the first game roster. That's actually the day before the first regular season game even starts. So the teams can submit this roster, and then an hour later or the next day, they can make other roster moves and get their lineup ready for the first game of the season. So it... it it's possible if they have that one injured player, you'd see, obviously, McLeod on the roster. You'd also likely see a guy like 
Broberg on the roster um, because they can send him down after. It doesn't need waivers. And there's another piece that we could get into about how bonuses play into it as well, and he has bonuses. But let's say that they don't have that injured player um, and, and they really only have room on the roster for one of McLeod or Broberg. I would anticipate that they would actually go with Broberg for that paper submission because he's got a little bit higher cap from McLeod. It gets them a little bit closer to uh, maximizing that LTR pool. And he's got more, a lot more performance bonuses, which makes it easier to call Broberg up later. So if they did that, they could submit it with Broberg on the roster, McLeod in the minors on paper, and then an hour later or a day later, you flip them, and McLeod would be ready to play in the first game of the year. What about uh, deploying? Is there anything advantageous? I mean, Holloway's out with a wrist surgery for four months. Could You know what I mean? Like, could you have, or does he have to be on RIR because he's, like... Yeah, so that's interesting. Before he got injured, I would have expected him to be on the roster. Yes, because, just of, like the, because of the bonus, he, yes. Exactly. But actually, because he's injured, um, for players that are on a two-way deal and played in a normal year less than 50 regular season games the year before, they're, if they get injured in the summer or in training camp, their cap hit is based on how many days they were on the NHL roster last year. So a guy like um, Holloway, who's never been on the NHL roster, um, because he was injured basically before the season started, he, he's in that category and he'll have zero cap hit. So that kind of freezes him um, in the sense that the, his bonuses now won't count towards um, their pool and he'll be technically on the roster but with zero cap hit. So they so what that means is later in the year, um, if Holloway's healthy and he's gonna and, and they want to call him up to the NHL, um, assuming Broberg was part of the opening roster, you could sort of have one or the other um, and because and they have similar bonuses. But if you were to have Broberg and Holloway later in the year, um, Holloway's going to count for more than just his cap it. He'd count for his AAV, which would be his cap it plus his average bonuses in his contract because now they're not able to have him as part of the opening roster with the cap it since he's injured. There you go, Wall. And I mean, real logically speaking, we're probably Hart uh, Levine joining us right now for Buckpedia. He's also uh, got a podcast called Show Me the Money. It's with uh, Jonathan Davis, who's a, a, a I believe, an L.A.-based uh, uh, personality. That uh, I know we see John whenever we're down in Los Angeles and uh, does some work with the NHL, uh, the NHL radio network as well on Sirius Satellite Radio. So good stuff there. All right, uh, let me ask you this, and I know you talked to lots of agents around the business. How many agents do you think were out there coaching and educating their players and getting them up and running uh, on the COVID front? And, uh, you know, yesterday Ken Holland mentioned that uh, maybe in July there might have been 80 to 90 players that were unvaccinated. We could have as few as 15 or under. Do you think agents are involved in those conversations with their players? Oh, 100%. I mean, that's the 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 teams can talk to the players and try to convince them, but, um, you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. And so then the best avenue are the agents and, you know, what, let's just put aside, you know, why vaccination is the right thing to do and how it's better for everyone. Let's just put that aside. Just from a business standpoint, the players that aren't vaccinated, as we've heard with Archibald potentially and, and guys like Bertuzzi, they're going to miss out on money. If they miss out on money, the agent misses out on commission. So everyone's all aligned just from a business standpoint um, about getting the players vaccinated so they, they make their full money. So definitely the agents were involved in, in you know, a lot of it. 
I would say more education in terms of whether the, the player had concerns about the vaccine or education on sort of the logistics of where to get the vaccine, you know, one dose, two dose, how long is it going to take to before they're cleared and kind of work backwards from the training camp. So the agents are really involved. I think it's also interesting, um, you know, I noticed, for example, one of the guys um, that is not vaccinated in the U.S., he recently switched agents as well. So you wonder if maybe, you know, he didn't like the pressure from the agency or or, mm-hmm. or who knows how that played out, but you wonder if maybe that put some strains on relationships as well as it has throughout all society um, these days with the vaccine discussions. But yeah, definitely the agents have been involved in really more in an educational role. But like I said, everyone's interests are aligned in, in getting the players vaccinated. Hart, you're down in California, which is a fairly liberal state. I think that's, I mean, it's a blue state. We all know that. Uh, the whole West Coast, uh, Washington, Oregon. I mean, Oregon was one of the uh, first countries to, or sorry, first states to really push affirmative action, which was much needed uh, because of some of the historic and systemic racism that existed in the U.S. Um, is it is it as much of a hot talk? I mean, right now Alberta's at about 70, I think we just, well, I can tell you exactly what we're, uh, Alberta got to 73% full vax, 12 plus yesterday. So 12 plus, uh, I, don't, I don't know off the top of my head what California's at, but I know that California would be way higher than Georgia or Alabama. What, what's it like there right now? I know that uh, Governor Newsom ended up getting a pretty, uh, I think it was like 68% of the, you know, uh, vote to stay in. So he, he, he didn't have to step down as the governor, but is it, is it pretty progressive on the on the on the pro vaccine front right now in in Cali? Yeah, California is one of the most vaccinated states, and it actually um, Newsom's been putting out statements the last uh, few weeks, um, pointing out that California is now the has the lowest infection rate in the country as well. Obviously, the more vaccinations, the less infections. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it's been it's been good on that front. But you know, California has the population of Canada, and so when you got that many people, you obviously have people with all kinds of beliefs and views. Right. So there's definitely you know people um, that are you know anti vaccines and science and all that um, and we have to deal with that but again considering it's such a large population and the the vac- vaccination rates are quite high um, the cases the cases aren't as low as they were like in kind of June they've increased a little bit but it's still pretty manageable and and it's uh, you know mandatory masks indoors um, and they they're just bringing in the ma- uh, proof of vaccination to go into places like the football stadium I think that goes into effect um, in about a month from now because they had to give time to get that all set up but it's yeah it's uh, just like everywhere I I think there's arguments but it's certainly uh, you know and there's also a lot of people you do a lot of things outside in California especially in in the winter compared to Canada it makes it a little easier to keep the spread down yeah Uh, Hart Levine joining us right now all right Hart uh, we have a lot of people were you surprised that Yamamoto did a one-year deal at 1.175 I know for a fact Edmonton offered a two-year extension option for Yamamoto um, I well, when we got to the time that we got to, then it was less surprising. But if you would have asked me, you know, a month ago, I would have been really surprised because, you know, the Oilers roster is pretty much locked in um, for this year and next year, and so they don't have a lot of room to give guys raises. Um, so if both Puliyarvi now and Yamamoto have big seasons and they need a raise, that's it's going to be difficult. They're, you know, maybe they'll have to go cheaper in net or they'll have to make some other moves. Um, you know, if, they, if the cap does go up $1 million, that will help. But I was really surprised because, you know, obviously strong rookie year, that first half year, a bit of a down year last year. And, um, you know, the Oilers could have tied him in 
to uh, have a decent rate for next year. You know, I think that two-year deal is probably in the was probably in the mid um, ones rate, and and the agent was probably looking closer to two. Well, I think if Yamamoto scores, you know, 15 goals and 45, 50 points, he's going to be well into the twos um, next year with our brights, right? So um, it's a bit of a gamble if he if he kind of gets bounced off the second line and is on the third line, then I guess it worked out. They'll keep his price his prices lower this year, and maybe it'll be lower next year as well. But um, definitely, um, yeah, it could could cost them next year. And I wonder what they're going to do with that cap space, right? Because they really, um, like like we just talked about at the beginning, they're going to have to do some work to just get, get enough cap it together to maximize their LTR pool. Um, let's just say they do that and they're relatively healthy. They'll have a little bit of cap space to work with then or space in the LTR pool. Um, so I wonder if they do maybe use that to... to Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline do an upgrade at some point in the year they wouldn't have they probably wouldn't have had that flexibility if Yamamoto was like in the high ones on a two-year deal all right i'm gonna sort of put you on the spot here hart levine from puck okay. hart uh tampa bay is at around 88 million dollar projected cap hit montreal's at 88 they obviously have shea weber we know he's not going to play winnipeg's at 86 i think little's still on the cap there dallas yep. is at 85.5 the islanders are at 85.2 the Oilers are at 84.3, but they've got a little bit of wiggle room because of Clef Bomb's LTIR. Uh, Vegas is at 84.2. Which of those teams do you envision having the greatest cap challenges carrying forward here? Between Tampa Bay, Montreal, Winnipeg, Dallas, the Islanders, the Oilers, and Vegas. All of those teams, 84-plus million. Again, the Oilers covered uh, from the LTIR on Oscar Clef Bomb. Off the top of your head, which team do you think's got the the greatest challenges? Yeah, for me, the 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 teams that are way over the cap but have guys that they know are going to be out all year, it's not that much of a challenge because they know the numbers and and then they can make it work. So like Montreal is like that, you know, um, Tampa, they they know how much they can be over. Um, so to me, it's maybe um, a team like Chicago, Vegas, who are just over the cap and they they may have an injury, but it's not necessarily known that it's going to be all year. Those are the teams to me that are, are more challenging. And we've talked about this before, like LTIR, is useful um, for the Oilers. They know Clefbaum's out all year, so they can they can set that pool to start the year. They can use the money the rest of the year, and um, obviously there's disadvantages um, like not accruing cap space for being under the cap, but they know what they have to work with. But teams where um, they have injured players and they're over the cap, but they, the player's not going to be out all year, that's difficult because when that player is healthy and active, assuming no one else is on LTIR, they've got to get that roster back under 81 and a half that, that day that, um, that he's ready and that can be hard like you're then you're maybe waving guys that you don't want to wave or you're forced to make a trade when all the other teams know you've got to do something to get cap compliant and we saw last year like vegas playing 
guys short all the time. Um, this year, the rules aren't, as of now, that they haven't said that the rules are going to be um, the, the special rules like last year for the emergency recall. Um, they made it a lot easier to do that emergency recall and have players without a cap hit um, um, when you were short. It doesn't sound like they're going to have, it, it sounds like it's going to go back to the normal rules, which doesn't make it as easy to do that. So that means teams playing short more games if they're um, over the cap and they can't fill the healthy roster. So to me, those are the kind of teams like Vegas, Chicago, um, who are going to be like just over the cap and have maybe an injury to start the year, but it's going to be a, a challenge all season long. And uh, just because uh, we're getting Taksaoski and Hart Levine joining us right now from Buckpedia uh, Hart, uh, in your format, did you have Kyle Turris on active or Kyle Turris being farmed down uh, in the American Hockey League? My projected roster right now, I have him farmed. Um, if he were on the roster, the question is who who isn't, right? Because you can only have 23 active. So, you know, do they risk losing a Benson or a Legison to have Turris on? Maybe they end up waving Archibald and setting him down and, and flips with Turris. Um, but when I look at the roster, I, I, I hear that for, on your show and others um, you know, that Turris is likely to be uh, it has a chance to make the team. So then the question is, if there maybe there's an injury and that's the spot. Otherwise, um, who who gets sent down yeah. to make room for him? Yeah, but I don't. Right I, now on the website, he's 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 on the he's sent down, um, and so he's carrying the the buried cap hit of uh, just over five hundred thousand. Yeah, and so he's making one point. What is he? One point six five billion. That's his cap hit, and you get a bury like one point one one two five one two five. Hart, how do people follow you on Twitter? Twitter at Puckpedia and go to the website puckpedia.com. A lot of action here with teams setting the roster, so I'll be tweeting about uh, how teams are going to make the rosters fit with LTR and things like that. And then that roster opening uh, day submission, which is a big day in in the Puckpedia world, so um, we'll be tweeting out uh, summaries of all the rosters as as those final rosters come in and figure out how teams got themselves cap compliant. Uh, Time permitting, we'll have you on closer to uh, in around October 12th or 13th, okay? That'd be great. Awesome. Thanks, Hart. Thanks. You bet. That is uh, Hart Levine joining us from Puckpedia. They're just bag skating. Uh, the up and backs to close out practice. Not a lot of fun for the guys after uh, doing a fair amount of uh, first one-on-one, then two-on-two, then three-on-three compete drills. The practices were basically the same for the two teams between the two sessions. I, I neglected to mention that Chris Russell was another one of the injured players for the Edmonton Oilers out with, uh, I believe Ken Holland said, a neck issue yesterday. So no Keith, no Russell, no Sam Rukoff on defense. No Archibald today. Could be a quarantine issue like it is with Duncan Keith. We'll have to get to that uh, momentarily. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Some of our listeners might have been, a, you know, a little bit zoned out at times uh, with with Hart, but we did get a fair amount of positive feedback as well. I mean, he goes into a pretty detailed explanation, and it is a mechanism and wiggle room that needs to be used. So it's going to be an intriguing thing to watch here for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, just a reminder again, starting the uh, first Thursday in October, for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, we will have Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network, longtime NHL uh, goaltender. And we uh, talked about this earlier on the show today. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Tam Moon's appearances here on Oilers Now 
are brought to you by our friends out in Wetaskiwin at Brent Ridge Ford, committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough payments or an interest rate that's too high, vehicle you may want to sell, refinance, or trade in for something different, go visit Uncle Bill, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford or give them a call 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. We can tell you that right now uh, vehicles are in short supply. Brent Ridge just want you to know that they do have a full-size Bronco in stock and uh, they had a cancellation on a 2022 King Ranch Super Duty. So uh, if you're looking uh, for a vehicle like that, you can reach Brent Rich Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Uncle Bill, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. 127. They are wrapping things up. Second session. Mooner's going to head downstairs and join the media. We'll maybe get an explanation on what's the latest on the Josh Archibald front. Uh, again, I believe it's a quarantine issue with uh, Archibald, which which, uh, again, you 14 days if you're unvaccinated uh, before uh, you can sort of re-engage in society. This is going to be an ongoing storyline. Mark Spector wrote a piece last night. Several of the anti-vaxxer types took issue with it. Some people that were vaccinated thought it was uh, an overly harsh piece uh, directed Archibald's way. Conversely, others said, nope, they were fine with it. Um, we, though, will take a different path. We're going to go into a different type of education. It has to do with the building and what's going to trans, uh, how the transition is going to occur Tuesday when we open up, uh, reopen Rogers Place for preseason action. Stu Ballantyne is the president and the CEO of Rogers Place and Ice District, and he will join us after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.